0: Hey everybody, today I want to give you my most honest, earnest, transparent, sincere answer on what I think the United States is actually going to do to address mass shootings, school shootings, and gun violence in general. Let me try to unpack and explain it, and I'm going to be brutally honest. Just go with me. This is Sean King. And you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The the, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 The Breakdown. I've really, I've wrestled with this conversation for nearly three weeks now from The the day of the mass shooting and the white supremacist terrorism in Buffalo. Thank God we just learned yesterday that 25 charges were filed against the man who murdered 10 African-Americans at the Topps grocery store in Buffalo, including a domestic terrorism charge. 10 murder charges, 10 hate crime charges, two attempted murder charges, uh, a, a gun charge and more. There are lots of questions there, of course, about who supported him up until that moment and and many more. But those 25 charges are a positive step forward in that individual case. Now, what we know in Uvalde, Texas, is that because the gunman was shot and killed. There is missing in many ways an opportunity to pursue some kind of justice for those families, and it makes it really hard. And many of them are now left to kind of grasp for straws on what they fight for. And what many people are fighting for across the country is not gun control, but gun safety, school safety, public safety. And that phrase gun control is really, in a lot of ways, a scary phrase that Republicans want everybody to use because they want people to think that someone else wants to control uh, everybody's guns in America. And so the phrase gun control is actually wildly unpopular. The phrase gun safety is very popular, even among gun owners. And the more trained a gun owner is, the more they care about gun safety for, for their own house, for their own family, for their own neighborhood, for their city, for their county, for their state. And, and, and here's, here's the brutally honest part of this conversation. I say this after a lifetime of fighting for change for the, the criminal justice and the legal, legal justice system and what I have tried to teach you all over the years that, that we've had this podcast is that one of the reasons it's actually really hard to change the thing that we call the justice system is there is not one system, but instead every city has a system, every county has a system, every state has a system, and the federal government has a system. And inside of each county, there are jails, police departments, sheriff's offices, There are laws that affect you on the city level, the county level, the state level, the federal level. And for the criminal justice system or the the legal system, I've said there are actually 20,000 little systems accounting for each jail, each police department, each sheriff's office. And the painful reality is You have to address change city by city, county by county, state by state, and in the federal government. And when there are 10,000 counties and more cities and towns, it's an incredibly daunting task. And because of that, change for the criminal justice system often feels slow and nearly impossible. I actually think Change to address guns in America is going to be even harder. Currently, there are over 400 million guns in circulation. It was just a few years ago that I said over 300 million guns in circulation. But that number has just skyrocketed and continues to skyrocket. There are over 400 million guns in circulation the United States continues to be the only nation in the world with more guns than people. And guns in many places are easier to get than beer. Guns in many places are easier to get than cigarettes. Guns are absolutely easier to get in most places than weed or any other drugs. Guns are readily available. They're everywhere even where they in cities and counties that have strict gun laws you could just go to the next county over or across state lines guns are everywhere and while people say guns don't kill people people kill people but with guns that phrase really is is ridiculous in the sense that You go to any other developed nation, any other nation that's not in war right now, and they also have mental illness. They also have poverty. They also have violent video games. They also have all the things that people say actually cause people to be gunmen. They have all those things, except they don't have 400 million guns or 300 million or 200 million or 100 million. Most nations hardly have a million guns in circulation. They are rare and difficult to come by in most of the world. So that if somebody is having a mental health problem or if someone does just want to get even or whatever their motivation is, it's almost impossible in most of the world to get an AR-15. It's very, very difficult in most of the world to get a handgun. And the training... The systems, the checks and balances that exist in most of the world don't exist in the United States. And I am not at all convinced that Texas, which has had some of the most devastating mass shootings in America and and continues to be wrecked with gun violence across the state, I'm not at all convinced that Texas is about to change. I'm not at all convinced that the United States is about to change even the bills that, and the laws and policies that the United States is talking about on the federal level will bring about a very, very marginal change. And I think the reality is that we may see piecemeal change, little tiny burst of change to address gun violence in America, but that substantively, it will not stop school shootings, it will not stop mass shootings, it will not stop the rising tide of gun violence in America where over 40,000 people a year continue to be murdered, slaughtered, killed by guns. And my honest, earnest answer is that The United States lacks the political courage and political will to do what we're seeing done around the world, where people say, you know what, we are going to ban assault weapons. It's happened here before. I don't see the political will to get it done again. I don't see it. And it currently could not get done in the divided Senate that we have where people refuse to stop uh, using the filibuster and other things. It would require a supermajority of voters in the Senate. I don't, I don't, we're not close to that. I think the current reality is that the United States is going to continue. For, I can't see deep into the future. But for the immediate and even foreseeable future, For the following months and for the next few years is going to continue to be wildly violent, which will only cause people to purchase more guns, which will only cause the nation to be more violent. I'm deeply disturbed. I hate that this is the reality. And anybody on the left or on the right saying that the United States does not have a problem with gun violence is being dishonest. It is a painful, painful problem all over the country, even just in people's homes. And so, I think change is worth fighting for, absolutely. I think safety is worth fighting for, without question. But I don't see it happening on the federal level. I don't see it happening in most I don't see it happening in any conservative states. And I don't see it happening in most of the states where Democrats have some control. We might see some change in very few states, in a few cities or counties. But change on the issue of gun violence and gun safety is going to be very, very hard to come by. Now, I know this is a a sobering conversation. But I think we're far away from the change that this country needs. And if you if you see it that way, that should then change what you think needs to happen to protect children in schools from mass shootings. And I'm going to talk about that tomorrow. Love and appreciate all of you. Got some big changes. Speaking of change, some big changes around here and on the podcast That I'm gonna be talking about here in the days and weeks to come. Love and appreciate everybody. Take care, y'all. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night.